Nerd Fury. The podcast. Podcast. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What? What? I was at... so anyway. I'm Jim Lovecheck. You're Dan Granado, and we're brought to you by Jason's Harder Lemonade. Okay, sure, but I'm not drinking that tonight. Yeah. We're drinking a New York sour. Well, at least I am. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lovely drink, everybody. I will suggest it that. involves an inverted spoon. Yes, uh, if you people who are really into the cocktails. Uh, um, there's it's basically whiskey with some simple syrup and there's like a red wine floater on top it's pretty delightful from what i hear it's pretty good yeah because i told you true very true Uh, so let's just kick into this episode Uh, i'll kick into it yeah so this week we're going to be talking about um me and jim's favorite comedians yes uh these are the way I set it up, it basically each one of these guys, and I think we're going to talk about five each. I'm sure there's going to be some overlap. We'll work through it. Yeah. We'll see what happens. A lot of the guys that I pick are specifically good at a specific thing. Okay. So they're not all unanimously. There's no particular order. To right. Absolutely. Absolutely. For me. And I try to think of like guys that are not your legends. Mm-hmm. Like... like Obviously, you can't have a a top ten like a top comedian list without talking about Robin Williams, Richard Pryor, George Carlin, Carl. Dave Chappelle, yeah, all those guys. So Chris Rock, Chris Rock, oh god, Jerry he's Seinfeld. hysterical, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, comedians are like, it's a lot of people like don't really understand how hard it is to be a comedian. I mean, Jim, you've have had experience doing some stand-up. I did two open mic nights at not any two comedy two more clubs. than I have. Yeah. Unless you count my life, because then I've had a <laughs> lifetime experience of being a comedian. Of bombing hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> my life is one big joke. No. Uh, <laughs> it's not, just, it's uh, so, so, like, for open mic nights, usually you get, like, five minutes. And you got to practice a lot, and you time it. If you like, if you really care, you time it. Right. It like any craft, it yeah. takes a long time to even remotely get good at it. Yes. And there was always there was a comedian that had, once- and it changes room by room. So like, if you do your bit in one place, you go down the road to the other place. They might not think it's funny. Right. <laughs> and like, as like there was a comedian that one time said, like, how you know you're actually truly funny is or like you're truly a comedian to be professionally a comedian uh-huh. is if you could go to a room that's not your friends yeah and not your you don't know anyone in the in that uh not stadium because you're not doing it in like the crowd yeah um and you get them to laugh then you know you really got something yeah and it's hard for like because like most people like you're, you're like you're laughing with your group of friends or yeah. your coworkers. You're like, oh, you're hilarious. Like me in my office, dude, I'm hilarious. Dude, you're hilarious with our friends. <laughs> Debatable. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think my actions are funny. But yeah. With the uh, talkie talkie, <laughs> it's not that good. <laughs> oh, God. So, I mean, like some of these guys that we're talking about, like, They've 
been at this craft for at least 10 years before they st- are getting any notoriety. Yeah. You know, it's like most of these people that are like, are like you see, like, remember back in like Comedy Central when it still did comedy? Oh, yeah. And you and have like, like the 30 minute stand ups? Yeah. The, yeah. It's Comedy Central Tonight or whatever. Comedy Central was, Presents yeah, was another and one they too. They had like some random comedian or yeah. an up and coming comedian. Most of those guys that were on there had full time jobs. Like, yeah. Beside that, I remember seeing a guy on there. He was an Asian dude with a Southern accent, and his name was Charlie. I watched his stand up. I was like, "Eh, it's okay," right. and I never heard of him again. Right. The greatest thing that happened to comedians in this modern era were podcasts. Yeah, because and that, social media in general. Well, social media up. in general, but podcasts really like, hey, check out my podcast, and then they became even more popular because their podcast is popular. Yeah. Ooh, I thought of another name. Sorry, I'm thinking of like all these comedians. Like, oh, I th- could think about this guy, because um, our lists, like I said, are going to probably a couple of the guys are going to overlap. Can I start with one? Yeah, go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah, Cat Williams. Cat, I Cat said, sir, don't play it again. Williams. Hustling, hustling, hustling. He. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying, if you in a store and that song comes on, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. He oh, went, man. I liked him at at the time. Like there was yeah. comedians he's at the time. He's hysterical. Uh, I don't find him as funny as I did before. Yeah. Um. But at the time, he had two really, really good specials. Yeah. Really good. Like making me cry laughing, and he also reminded me of Boone's dad, which insanely what, cracked because up. he was short and, and talked kind of hair. fast. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, yeah, that's just Cat Williams is just Stevers. <laughs> <laughs> okay it's just what he reminded me of yeah i mean like he had a couple i mean he now he's not I, he's probably doing good finally now but he had a couple years where he was just in and out of jail really oh yeah i didn't know that yeah, i knew he was uh, a pimp named Slickback, and you yeah. gotta say the whole thing when he's on the boondocks yeah 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 <laughs> he uh i think he had issues with drugs at one point Uh-oh. and then he came out and then he yeah. tried fighting a a minor. <laughs> Wait, he, like a guy who excavates stuff or like somebody under 18? No, somewhere under the age of Oh, okay. 18. Got it. All right. Like a kid was like, they kind of were, I mean, he was being provoked. Like the kids were like, kind of like throwing shit him. at him. And he was like, push, like kind of like cornering him and like, like, oh, funny man. And like, used to be good. You know, all they're, that shit. They're picking on a grown ass man. Yeah. And the grown ass man tried to, so he's, he didn't go back to jail for that, but I mean, <sighs> God, people need to leave people alone, man. I mean, Cat, yeah, <laughs> Cat Williams to me is one of those. He's part of that comedic group that, like, when we were in college, mm-hmm. that was they were like no one was funnier. Yeah, like him, your Dane Cooks, your Dane Cook was very your Carlos Mencias, and yeah. And it turns out two of them were stealing jokes, not Cat Williams. <laughs> that we know of. But no, no we know, yeah, Kurt, yes. But yeah, Carlos Mencia was the biggest. Dane Cook did, but he still has like some respect off of like I, comedians. I I don't follow it that close. I only but, reason why I know is because I you know I listen to comedic podcasts. Right. It, the subject comes up every so often. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, go right back at you. Hit me. You probably never heard of him. We'll see. Big J Okerson. Yep. Uh-huh. That last name sounds familiar. So he has got uh, he's got a popular podcast as well. But he 
I didn't hear him of the podcast. He just popped up randomly. Was he on Burt Kreischer's cooking show? One of the episodes, yeah. Then yeah, I've I, I've heard when of him he was from like, that when Burt Kreischer was cooking, uh, like the apple fritters. Yeah, from whatever Jersey convenience store. Yeah, and um, so Big Jake Overson, he is like one of the best crowd work workers. Crowd work workers. Crowd work workers. Crowd yeah. work comedians. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that I've listened to in a very long time. He so we're like so he, crowd work is basically when like you find somebody and you're like, hey, where are you from? And you create content off that. Yeah, you're For just those of you who don't know of, what like, crowd work is. Your your bit kind of evolves with what how they're answering. Yeah. So there's he's got like a, a CD that's legit. Just str- all, all he's doing is crowd work. That's awesome. And that's so hard. <laughs> he's also a very good storyteller, which yeah. I mean you have to be for to be a comedian. Yeah, absolutely. Um but like most of his his comedy is all sexual stories. <laughs> and it's hilarious. And he just and his crowd work is basically him trying to hook up people in the crowd. For real? Yeah. And like he's like, "Well, it's like oh, how how old are you? It's like, what's up with these guys? Like, he'll like find like these like two like random bald guys. Like, is anyone else not weirded out that there's two bald guys sitting right next to each other <laughs> at the same table? <laughs> and then he'd just go off of there and then be like, Well, what kind of girls do you like? And then be like, It's like you got the Asians? Yeah, I know. I know you like the Asians. And then he would go to like, Hey, there's Asian girls. Would you fuck two bald guys at the same time? No, and then like, and so like, he's just like an X-rated Match.com. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and he would be like, this. He had this like one bit where it was like, uh, he talks like I had a threesome one time, not the way that you would think about it. Like you think about fantasy of of, of a threesome, you're like two girls that just want to have sex with you. But then this one was different. I had two girls that came out to me. It's like we like to we would like to fuck you, and he's like. <laughs> okay Uh, okay it's like but here's the thing we want to put you know we want to put things up your ass it's like okay it's like first of all i don't think girls are perverted in any least they talk a big game but i don't think that was what are they gonna do a pinky shove stuff up my ass big deal yes shove up something what a pinky so what lipsticks whatever (laughs) mechanical pencil that sounds very specific like i thought of it myself yeah. <laughs> Better be that seven millimeter, yeah, yeah. not that five shit. Oh my god! He, <laughs> I have like two of his out al- his comedic albums. If it comes on, I'm watching. The, I'm listening to the whole thing. That's funny. That's awesome. And uh, he he's been on a couple episodes of the. Uh, remember, it's on YouTube mostly. But when Comedy Central does like this is not happening. Where comedians tell real stories. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And there's one where, it, yeah, he tells a couple. He's on there a couple times, and all of them are just dynamite. Oh, and that kind of leads me towards. Uh, I already alluded. We already alluded to him, Burt Kreischer. Yes, I'm sure he's on your list. He's up there. He's one of my favorite storytellers. Yes, because he's a guy, who takes everything and inflates it to the nth degree. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can tell, like, he could be like, hey, I got ran over by a car one time. It sucked. And just would make it this hour-long special, and it would be, like, genius. 
Like that bit he did about going to Starbucks and ordering black coffee. It yeah. was I was like, okay. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, and his famous story is the machine story. Yeah. Where he which they're making a movie supposedly about. I thought it was a TV show. But it either way, been a TV hilarious. Show. Yeah. Look it up on YouTube. It's funny. It's basically him and the Russian mob on a school trip and how he robbed his entire classmates. And how he learned Russian. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I don't know if you knew this about Burt Kreischer. So huh. way back in the day, I shouldn't say way back in the day, because I think it was like 2005 or it's 2000. still way like, back or, in the day. Oh, okay, all right, sure. That's 20 years now. Yeah. Almost. Um, Rolling Stone wrote an article about a, a college student who was the life yeah. of the party in Florida State, FSU. They wrote about him, and yeah. he was that was where his first claim to fame was, was that he re- was like the number one party high, college partier in, all, in the entire America. He was like in school for seven years. Yeah, everyone went <laughs> to him for parties. He was always the life of the party. Sounds familiar? Yes, it's good thing because Van Wilder was basically based off him. Really. And he talks about how they stole, Van Wilder stole it, like basically off of that article. It was inspired by Burt Kreischer, which makes no sense because Burt Kreischer is not Ryan Reynolds. True. He is not. And was not as much of a ladies' man as they made out Van Wilder to be. Well, I mean, that's what it'll sell tickets. That's true. Yeah. And uh, there was another thing that was weird. Like, he had a scholarship to FSU and Duke for baseball as a catcher. Duke? Yeah. You have to be like halfway smart to get in there. Well, no, he was just that good as being a catcher. Okay. And he caught for like in high school, a lot of like, they're not probably retired, but professional baseball players. Oh, shit. And he turned it down. He turned both scholarships down because he wanted his party. (laughs) It's like, I don't know, his dad, the look you're giving me right now of confusion uh, his dad hey, here's some free thing. money. No, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. I'll rather pay full price. <laughs> right. And I guess his dad was like a... I mean, that one, this part I don't really 100% know. His dad was an Olympic athlete at some point. Like caliber athlete. And he was oh, just shit. like having that and turning down a full scholarship to play baseball at a collegiate school. You like, know, like legit? This, like D1 schools? Yeah. Like just baffled him. I was like, well, you could have been a, thinking back. I'm like, well, you, especially at FSU, you could have still been an elite athlete and partied hard. Yeah, I mean, looking at Miami University. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta like drink Pedialyte after you're done. Exactly, and you'll be fine. You're in good the to go. <laughs> you're good in the morning. I mean, he doesn't have to run a lot. He's a catcher. He sits there and they throw stuff at him. <laughs> you just don't. You just gotta make sure you don't pass out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And it's like you can't even see how bloodshot your eyes are because you got the catcher's mitt over your catcher's mask over your face. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I fell down. Oh, ooh, sorry. <laughs> Help me out, Blue. <laughs> Oops, wild pitch. Yeah. <laughs> He's just not even moving. <laughs> so, so I got a guy who actually cemented himself <laughs> sorry, on this list. Your terrible your decli- segue. Wait, 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 wait. Dis- what was it? Your decline. From laughter to, all right, seriously, though. <laughs> all right, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he cemented me on this uh, 
when I was watching on YouTube that this is not happening. Jim Brewer. Oh, The yeah. bit he did on there about how when he used to work at Sears and then some guy worked in <laughs> hardware who was too serious and he called in as a terrorist saying he was going to bomb Sears and the FBI showed up and then they made him do the impression. Yes. Dude, it it's like a six-minute bit that had me like crying laughing. It was mm-hmm. so hilarious. That bit was even more fun funny to me because it just reminded me of my time working at a hardware store i'm like that's yeah. exactly what we would do yeah because like any all right, retail guy, store you got one guy who's taking it way too seriously exactly. yeah you're like all right buddy you're like okay dude we're selling bikes and football gloves to teenagers yeah. like you need to calm down <laughs> you're you're picking out paint that other people already picked out <laughs> Long Just, live paint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! I am Mudaf Mudafi. <laughs> yeah. I am like the, and like the funny thing is, is on those phones you can tell that it's coming from different departments. It doesn't exactly. show yeah. up as like a. It's not an outgoing eight hundred incoming number. I mean, that guy was an idiot just for the fact that, like oh. in most hardware stores. You had a different ring for incoming calls yeah. and outcoming calls. And it'll say hardware, paint, yeah. apparel, whatever, it is. back, front end, back end, Two cashiers. rings when it's in the store, three yeah. rings when it's, yeah. it's outside. It's a, like, oh, someone's calling in. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, I love it. It's so hilarious. <laughs> oh, God. So, like, the... Uh, <sighs> I like Jim Brewer, like what his stand, his old standups when he had yeah. like a live band in the background, <laughs> and it was all like metal, and he was doing like the what if ACDC did um, nursery rhymes? Oh God, that sounds or doing hysterical. the hokey pokey, and he does it perf like a Bon Scott impression, like perfectly. Hokey pokey. <laughs> oh, and it was he was telling the story where it was like. Uh, his child giving birth, like his, was being born, and they had to use a plunger. And he, what? Like, yeah, they had, like his my child was getting stuck, so I, they had to use a plunger. And when he came out, his head was elongated, he, like he like looked like a cone head. He put like the water bottle on his head, and he's like, just crying, making mimicking his newborn child. <laughs> his the imagery was like, because his face looked like he's. That's the part of the joke is he always yeah. looks like he's stone. He's yes. never smoked, really. Yeah, he does always look like he's just got off a bender. Right. <laughs> the uh, so from number three for me, in no particular order. Yeah. Burt Kreischer, he does a podcast with this guy, another <gasps> comedian. He's also his one of his good friends, Tom Segura. Dude, he's so funny. Tom Segura's delivery is. That's why I think like he's my favorite yes. delivery on a joke because it's so dry and deadpan. And, deadpan. and you're like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like, oh my god! You're like, whoa! There's no uh, better feeling than killing the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, uh, he was telling this story about like how this guy was, uh, he was trying to sell his 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 mom calls him up. His yeah. mom, if you don't, if you don't know, is um, I forgot what like nationality she she is. She's I, Spanish. She's like this. Yeah, from his mom, ma- his his mom, ma- his dad is an army dude. Right. 
and and, it, and his mom speaks Spanish, like no English. Right. <laughs> so like she went to like try to buy a, a bed, and like she called him, was like, "Oh, Tom, like, yeah, he was kind of like being an asshole. The guy was trying to sell me sell me a a bed, and he's like, what." Mom, don't worry about it. I'll take care of this. And he calls the guy. He's like working at like as a, a personal assistant for like a com- production company at the time. Yeah. And he calls the the bed uh, salesman whatever, in Florida. He's like, I just want to let you know what you did was wrong. <laughs> and you're going to fucking die. <laughs> and... <laughs> and, uh, and that sounds exactly like, like one of his jokes. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, it doesn't matter if you don't know what I'm talking about because you're gonna fucking die. <laughs> and it, and I hung up. And he was like, I hang up. And like he goes back and like the guy calls him. He like calls him again and he's like, I just want to let you know, two more days till you fucking die. <laughs> and like. He's and, like the ring chick. Yeah, really, if like you had it, like if, if you have Amazon Prime, yeah. she's here in two days at your doorstep. And he, <laughs> like he forgets that like he was doing it from his personal cell, or oh, you know, and it was boy. fine, you know, because yeah. at that time he said there was no like caller ID, really. Yeah, and there he accidentally called through like the production company phone. This oh, is one of the times, and they called like, "Hey, Tom." We got a call from like the police saying that there's a someone called from this. Like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. I mean, his delivery for all his punchlines is just just kills it every time. It kills me, dude. Like his bit where he talked about finishing inside a woman. He's like, dude, I can't explain it to you any other way than. When you first put cheese on top of fries, and you're like, <laughs> I could have this whenever I want. Yeah, man, it's your world. He goes, It's just like that. <laughs> oh my God. Dude, he's so funny. And um, another comedian that I think is hysterical, she's also a writer on Fresh Off the Boat. She's one of the head writers. Another hilarious show, Ali Wong. She was in Always Be My Maybe, where she's the chef. With Asian Jim from The Office and Keanu Reeves oh, playing douchey Keanu yeah. Reeves. She had, like, she had a Netflix special when she yes. was like pregnant. She's got two of them. She's pregnant in each of them. Oh, was that and when she, she only does it when she's pregnant or something? The only two I've seen. And like the first one she walks up and like I just watched it because I was like, oh, she seems funny from Always Be My Maybe. She walks up. She's pregnant as hell in this like tight leopard print dress. Yeah. And she walks out. She goes, let's hurry this up. I got to pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. And she does this bit about how she's she's like, most comedians, you know, they hit 40 and then they divorce their wives and get a 20-year-old. She goes, you know what? I'm not going to do that to my husband because he's just learned how to eat my pussy, right? <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. I was crying her whole bit about how she had two kids, so her pussy lips are floating down to her knees. I was oh fucking dying. It was so funny. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm crying just thinking about it. She's so funny. <laughs> I've, I oh have to watch God. it because I never I actually never seen. She's really any funny, of her comedy. Dude. She's really funny. Yeah. She's raunchy and clever. She's very. She's great. If you liked Always Be My Maybe, you'll like her comedy. Yeah, I For actually real. never seen that movie, dude. It's very very funny. Is that the one where like Keanu Reeves is just Keanu Reeves? But he's a douche. Yeah, like she ends up dating him because she's a celebrity chef, oh, and okay. the guy who's the husband of Fresh Off the Boat, who is also. The guy they trick they they hired to trick Dwight, yeah, thinking that yeah. Jim's Asian, yeah. same actor. Yeah, 
he's in it as an air conditioning repairman because he works with his dad. So okay. he's always they've always had like they've always been pretty close to dating. They were like, like, so it, they were it was like just friend, like just my, friends yeah, from okay. Ryan Reynolds, like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And she's dating Keanu Reeves, and he goes out to this restaurant, and Keanu Reeves goes, "I'd like to order something where I can feel the entire life of the animal," and like they or so they bring him out a deer steak and they give him headphones so they can hear the deer being slaughtered and he's crying he's like thank you <laughs> and then he goes he goes and pays the bill and and asian jim's like no it's cool i got it he goes it was just a charade that i needed air <laughs> the bill was six thousand dollars it's less than one of my <laughs> my checks from my hit movie speed <laughs> oh my god dude it's so good you have to watch it okay it's so funny Oh God! And then he, oh, so good. She's hysterical. Yeah, definitely watch her stand up. She's hilarious. Oh, check it out. You gotta. The um, oh um, here's a guy that I think he, I think you would like him a lot. Okay. Uh, Todd Glass. Never heard of him. So Todd Glass has been in the in comedy for quite a while. Yeah. For like thirty years, probably. Oh shit. Maybe even more. Actually, I think a lot more. I think he's been in comedy since like the late 80s um okay that's a long time <laughs> yeah yeah um he is one of those guys that it's just everything's a bit <laughs> okay and like he has a he has a, a popular podcast too and he okay. has like comedians that go on there and they're always just bits everything yeah and nothing's ever like that sets on there it's being said on there is serious unless there's a code word like they used to have a code word that was like to George Carlin was like my I swear to God. Oh, okay. You know? Dude, George Carlin's hysterical too. Yes. It's so funny. It's, I have George Carlin's one of those things where like you listen in when you're in high school and like you t- listen to his political like views yeah. and stuff like that. And then you go into like history, like, no, I think it's that and then your teacher's like, Stop listening to George Carlin. I just saw a bit about him where he did a bit on Muhammad Ali and like how the government would let him they wouldn't he he only wanted to beat up people but not kill people so then like the government was like fine you don't even get to beat up people anymore yeah, yeah. and it was like a 5 minute bit and it was so clever and well done well it was, my favorite with George Carlin where it's like he'll go on this big tangent yeah on like way we th- view things that are stupid politically that it's like how we view it this way and then he's like you know what a word we don't say anymore dingleberries <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> or when he, he did a bit, he, he kind of has that Jif, Jim Gaffigan thing where like Jim Gaffigan goes off about the seasons and it's hysterical for some reason. Right. Or like condiments on a hot dog. Yeah. He, I saw him do a bit on how we- comedy. Yeah. He does a bit on uh, like how you say time. We're like a quarter of an hour is better than 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, all of that's true and yeah. hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just the way we say, use our words. Yeah. Well, with Todd Glass- yeah, like I said, he's just pure silliness. Yes. Like he's all like positive with like silliness and everything. When he does his shows, it is he understands the like the importance of comedy in the sense of he wants you to leave feeling he wants better. to lift your spirits. Yeah. And like he'll be so over the top on some stuff. He like he has a band that travels with him. Awesome. That he does like it's very tight. And he'll just do like it's all about like the ambiance and everything, and he like it's like a like a fifties crooner, 
or you know like he just does hand motions he's like (laughs) and he like when he has his podcast he'll have like his comedic friends and they just go on like these crazy tangents oh just like the yes and kind of shit where they just kind of feed off each other yeah yeah that's awesome he does a lot of like he, the things that like gets him nuts is like about like he's always like even though in the comedic world they say like he's very good at being hostess like being a host and um he gets into detail like he has a whole special about like a, setting up for a party he's like it's like i hate when people like when they give you when you say oh bring a side and they bring you unmashed potatoes raw unmashed you, potatoes yeah so potatoes yeah <laughs> And like, or like, I hate when people come in, come in early. Like, oh, sorry, I'm an hour. What do you want us to do? What you want us to help? Like, yeah, go the, get the fuck away. Drive around for a half hour. <laughs> yeah, go around the block a couple times. Yeah. Oh god, that's so true and hilarious. Yeah, I think that's a guy you should. He's got a couple uh, specials on Netflix. Yeah, they're really funny. Like, it's like if you want this over the top silliness. I love over the top silliness. Yeah, you go. You need to list, listen to one of his podcasts or. One of his specials. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) (laughs) This one guy, um, a friend of mine told me about him. Apparently, he's friends with Dave Chappelle, and he helped write a lot of the Chappelle stuff. This is what my friend told me, so I have not confirmed it. I don't know if you ever heard of the comedian Neil Brennan. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's writes comedy for a lot of, like... Yeah. Specifically, a lot of black comedians, which is funny. he has a bit... Because he's, like, a white Jewish kid. Dude, and he's, like, skinny. Yeah. He his one bit where he wants to be allowed to say the N word. Yeah. <laughs> and like he, he talks about how he's walking down the street listening to DMX and he drops the N word and the black guy comes up. He's like, Hey, what makes you think you can say that? And he goes, You know Jamal? And then like him and his buddies are like, Yeah, all right, you good. <laughs> <laughs> They're like to kind of go back, uh Bert and Tom in their podcast, Two Bears, One Cave. Um Hilarious Podcast. Hilarious podcast. You need, everyone needs to watch or listen to that podcast. Yeah. Um, I think we said this like three times. Like, Can't say it enough. It's very funny. It's um, very funny. They, uh, whenever they have a question about black culture, they don't... The first thing that they say, like, oh, let's, let's call Neil. <laughs> Instead of actually calling comedic black... Uh, black comedians that they know and are really good friends with. They call <laughs> Neil Brennan the fucking whitest dude. <laughs> Or they want to get like a hold of, of a rapper. Yeah, they just call him to call the to rapper. Call the rapper, like, hey, do you have his number? Why don't we get him on the show? They're like, oh, dude, that's awesome, <laughs> dude. Like, oh, do you have Method Man's number? <laughs> do you have Red Man's number? It, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we're, he's actually here right now. Oh, I'll put him on the phone. No, <laughs> and then he hangs up on yeah. him. <laughs> Oh, so like, there's a guy that, um, that I, I he's one of my. He doesn't do as many comedy specials as recently, but I love his comedy. What's because he's from Chicago. His name's Kyle Kinane. Okay, and the reason why I find it even more funny because it the way he his stories, it's like holy shit, he could be one of our friends. Like everyone. <laughs> 
And that's just like one of us telling the story like, oh my God. So I was taking it like one of those bits like I was so I really had to take a shit. And I was in the middle of uh, Pilsen. And at the time, Pilsen was not the best place ever. And I was taking a dump at this bar. And then it was like I'm sitting there and like the toilet, there wasn't actually the traditional uh, stall. It was like a hat, like a pony wall. And there was the urinal and then the toilet. And I was like, I really had to take a shit. And I get there and a guy walks in. And I'm like, uh, Acapado. he's like, he's totally near me. And he's taking a piss at the urinal. And he leans over, sees that I'm there. He's like, hey, man, you taking a shit? (laughs) Uh, yeah. All right, man. You squeeze that out for me, all right? And we get a fucking shot afterwards. He's like, Okay, cool, bye. <laughs> that's He's, totally something that would happen. That's like it's something that would, I mean, specifically me, that would be something that oh, would happen to me. absolutely. Absolutely, dude. And he had, like, the way he, like, just talks about, like, his, like, how he's, like, just, I'm such a miserable piece of shit. Like, just in general, like, yeah. his, makes me laugh so a lot. Because it's, like, it's every per he's, like, the everyman comedian kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and he moved to LA, and he was like, yeah, he, was, he would talk about like difference between people from LA and people from Chicago. Oh God! And like how like people from LA are super open with like, oh yeah, I was at my therapist, and then it's like I'm sitting, I'm like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> dude. Nobody wants to hear that shit. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> and it's like, see, I'm from Chicago, and when that like you go to the family parties, and you're like, so your aunt uh, Becky uh, has been seeing a therapist, so. So um, don't bring it up. Yeah, don't. I didn't tell you. Yeah, <laughs> please avoid. Uh, make sure there's no sharp object objects by her, and um, uh, and try it, not to use yeah, the word, word the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very. It's one of her trigger words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it is. Here. Yeah. It's like in Chicago, we just drink our problems away. I'm like, yeah. yes, yep, that is very true. Yep. Because it's so cold outside, <laughs> seven to eight months of the year. Maybe even nine, depending on the year. I mean, it's the only thing to keep you sane. The cold? No, the alcohol. Oh. Cold. I was like, oh I was like dude, what? <laughs> I mean, I enjoy the cold as, le- as much as the next person. Yeah. But no. Not this cold. Not this Not cold. the negative 20 cold where your eyeballs hurt well, it's, and that's always it's exposed. It's the fucking fact that it's... Every winter is not the same. But they all suck. They're all equally as as, as sucky. As dark and terrible we as We can last. have a winter that is just mild, but it snows every fucking day. Or we can have a winter that it doesn't snow at all, but it sleets every day. Or it's negative 30 every day. Dude, it was like negative 30 for like three weeks. Like three weeks or something crazy like that, to the point where they had to light the train tracks on right. fire so that the commuter trains could run. That's that, how cold it was. And that year it was. And like, your bosses are like, "Yeah, you're gonna be here on time, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. That's another thing. Like, if you go outside Illinois, like you go to Texas, it ra- it snows for two inches, the whole state closes Not down. Not even that. Like, it just has to be like, Psst, I might think about snowing. They're yeah, like, like, shut it down. Yeah. Get everybody inside. It's like, guys, all we have is sand here. Seriously, and like giant trucks, and they do terrible in the snow. (laughs) (laughs) Think of the rattlesnakes. I was remembering like just people that that work in Dallas, or like even like in in my job. They're like, yeah, we're closing. We closed down because it may snow in Houston. I'm like, well, that's strange, but okay. 
why like how much snow are you getting that you're closed down like an inch i'm like that's a dusting yeah right it's like well we could get in the office and we'll get paid overtime like i need to move to houston dude right or austin right whereas here it's like uh eight inches uh we expect you to be on time maybe 15 minutes yeah maybe we understand if you're late yeah this one time (laughs) that's exactly how it is technically (laughs) you should have planned for this and leave early to be on time Fuck your face, dude. That used to go. That used to be the the biggest pet peeve of mine working in a hardware store, where like, why are you late? Traffic was terrible. You should have planned ahead for traffic. Yeah, how am I supposed to know? Like, they don't do helicopter flyovers for Oak Forest between 159th Street and Oak Park. Yeah, like, it's, <laughs> sorry. It's like uh, I leave same time. Like I'm only I live five minutes away from the, from the store. I'm not gonna leave a 45 minutes just in case i'm gonna absolutely not absolutely not no way (laughs) forget it i'll make it up at the end of the day tell you what (laughs) the store closes at the end of the day oh well that's your fault oh not my yep you're bad not mine jeez by the way clean yourself shave (laughs) god damn it dude retail's the worst so i'm gonna take a little shift for my next guy yeah he's not a stand-up comedian but he's hysterical okay tom hanks Tom Hanks actually started as a comedian. For real? Comedian. Yeah. Okay. Because like all his movies in the 80s, like big, I watched I watched that growing up and I was like, this movie's hysterical. Then I didn't watch it for like 10 years and then I rewatched it. I was like, holy shit, he nailed the part of being mm-hmm. an adult and a, a kid in an adult's body. I was like, wowza. And oh, then yeah. I, and then I just saw The Burbs. Hilarious. Nope, never mind. I'm thinking of a different... I was going to say another movie, but that was... Uh, Chevy Chase. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't National Lampoon. It was that one movie with him and Demi Moore. Striptease. Where... No. G.I. Jane. No. It was where like him. It was Demi Moore, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, John Candy, and it was when John planes, Can- trains, and automobiles. No. The Great Outdoors. Uncle Buck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Canadian bacon. <laughs> you're, you're never gonna know the name because it makes no sense. All right. But it's like. The movie is basically Chevy Chase is dating Demi Moore or doubt is it. engaged with Demi Moore. And, Double doubt it. Well, this was during Caddyshack time, so uh, Chevy Chase was, I guess, whatever. Um, and they get broken down. Like, the car breaks down, but they break the law, so they have to get towed to the, like, the law office, and it's like this hick town in the middle of nowhere. And, like, Dan Aykroyd plays, like, three three or four characters oh jeez, it's like, like the old eddie murphy movies yeah it, and like it's super weird and i'm gonna look it up <laughs> while you talk more about your tom hanks i guess <laughs> did you know that uh woody hellerson was also a stand-up comedian first i could totally see that yeah because he's a it, it seems like a lot of comedians that started off as comedic actors like tim robbins um tim the, allen no, Tim Robbins, the guy who was Andy Dufresne in oh, okay. The Shawshank Redemption, oh, okay. was a comedic actor before that role. Oh, okay. Seems like a lot of comedic actors can become Oscar winners well, I mean, later in I their think, career. Because I think it comes down to timing. I think like, if one you of the best drama acting is done by a comedian. Because most actors have a deep, like, troubled past that, they, that usually they take to comedy to, like, counteract that. Right. And another guy that I thought was hilarious, and he kind of, 
I understand that he's super popular now, but I just saw a recent stand-up of his, and I didn't think it was that great, is Kevin Hart. When he first came on the scene, he was hysterical, yeah. dude. Yeah. Like he would talk about he took a shower with Shaq one time and his dick kept hitting him in the face. Like that, or like when he got stuck in a thing of gnats and then yeah. he Still me get my baby out the gnats. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> what? Oh, look who's alive. <laughs> oh God. Um So the movie that I'm thinking of to go uh-huh. back to why am I on Amazon? Um was called uh, called Nothing But Trouble. Don't know. That uh, so the uh, it's basically the whole movie is Dan Aykroyd and them. Like I said, oh son of a bitch, went too far. <laughs> um, his he's a businessman and his friends are captured by a sadistic judge and his equally odd family in the backwoods of a bizarre mansion. So Dan Aykroyd plays like this judge who's like. His body's falling apart, and he's got, like... And then there's, like, two, like, man babies in there. Dan Aykroyd plays, like, a, a woman. Ew. Or not Dan Aykroyd, John Candy. Oh. Um. Okay. I keep the same reaction. And, like, Tupac's in the film. What? It was when Tupac was under the digital underground, part of that crew. Uh-huh. So, like... And then there was a random, <laughs> like, song break of the Humpty Dump. Humpty Dance. What? <laughs> like the I was like, why is the, I'm like watching the film and I'm like, why is Digital Underground on in this? And all of a sudden, like, he's like, what are you guys like? We're musicians. And like, I don't know what you're talking about. What are you known for? And then you just do a song. And it was the Humpty Dance? And it was the Humpty Dance. And then it was and there's Tupac like in the back. Like he was part of Digital Underground for yeah. like, he wrote with them for a while. Right. Before he did his solo career. That's weird, dude. It is a strange film. I mean, it was in the 91. <laughs> that was like during that time, like those early 90 comedic films were just off the wall. Yeah. Yeah. There was were. a lot of prosthetics, a lot yep. of like, it made no sense. The entire film made no sense. Weird. Very weird. So, okay. So, like the last comedian I'm going to talk about. Uh huh. And, um, I don't know if you have any more after that. I don't. Okay. So we can wrap after up this, with this guy. We can wrap it up after this one. Uh, this is my favorite nerdy comedian, Patton Oswalt. Dude, he is hysterical. Yes. He will... He's funny comedian, period. Yes. Very All much so. Borderline genius. Yes. And he was... His wife... Like, to put a little sidebar on that, his late wife... Spent his, her whole life trying to find this serial killer, because she was like a like a reporter or something like that, or a writer, and she wrote about this serial killer that no one could catch. And after she passed, based off of her um, research, they actually found the serial killer. They did a special. Holy recently. fucking shit, yeah. dude! They, uh, I, well, I'll look it up later. But it's like that's something interesting. Like they made a special about it, like. I think last year or so. Uh-huh. Um actually it may have been this year now that I think about it. And it was like the whole thing of like how they caught the serial killer. Like it was like twenty years they couldn't find the serial killer. Holy moly, dude. dude His 
I've seen him do some some of his stand up specials on like Netflix or whatever. And the bit he does where he goes to a casino and everybody's just hammered, yelling movies at him that he's been in. <laughs> he's just like, "What do you want me to do?" That she's like, the the person who brought him in is just like, "It's it's two for one shots." just roll with the crowd and they're just like ratatouille and he's like yes i was in that and then they keep yelling other movies that he's been in oh. and he just agrees with them yeah. for an hour and a half uh-huh. and he's like i felt so bad they paid me so much money oh yeah oh yeah that was my f- that was so funny <laughs> and they put him in a hotel room where there was way too many rooms he's like right. there's more rooms than my fucking house yeah. <laughs> an embarrassing amount of money yeah where, oh, yeah, God. he was just like talking about. He's like, I just spent a half hour of just telling people, yeah, like people screaming, ah, you were in that film, like, yes, yes, I was, ah, King of Queens, and then they do more shots. I was like, oh my god, I got my IMBD page screamed at me for a half hour, and I got paid a stupid amount. So his wife was a true crime writer. Ah. And after she died, she her research helped actually finally catch the Golden State Killer. Holy shit, really? Yeah, that was what she mainly wrote about, was the Golden State Killer. I was reading about that, and I had no idea. That dude was old as shit yeah, when they caught him. Yeah, when he, they caught him. And, and he was very unrepentant. Mm-hmm. And it was that was like a lot of her stuff that she researched, he handed over to the police afterwards. After her passing, like you, like I don't know if this is anything new, but this is all her work. Like, I can't do anything with it, and someone needs to like know yeah. it. Yeah, and that's what like I was like, holy shit! And they just recently did the documentary about it. I haven't watched it yet, but I heard it's actually pretty good. I do enjoy documentaries. I'll watch it. I'll yeah, and know. like Pat Oswalt does one of the best like um, guests. Like appearances on comedy shows, when, like when he was dude, on Parks and Rec, dude, he ad libbed that whole part where he's in the town hall and he starts talking about his fanfics about Chewbacca and stuff. Yeah, apparently he ad libbed like twelve minutes yeah. of <laughs> yeah. just bullshit. I was like, what? And he was obsessed with t- t- how to make butter the correct way based on the <laughs> colonial times. <laughs> oh my god! And like, <laughs> so best non stand up comedian who's hilarious as hell. I mean, on that show, uh, the Chris uh, Pratt. He's very funny. Yes, he <laughs> apparently he ad libbed the what the writers call the funniest line in the the show, where he goes, "Hey Leslie, I uh, put your symptoms into WebMD, and it says you might have connectivity problems." <laughs> well, there's a, one of the funny. Uh, there was a blooper. On that show. Oh, God, about the come on the back? <laughs> yeah. We love comeback stories. Like, what's a fan person you like? Kim Kardashian? Yeah. What? What? She was. I'm pretty sure she got some come, come on her on back. back. <laughs> like, everybody loses it. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, another guy that's a really good actor and is hysterical is Steve Carell. Yeah, him, I would say Him so. as Michael in The Office? It, perfect. I think he's. He can't. That was his perfect. He can't outlive that because that yeah. was like everything else is kind of being compared to that. But he was really funny as Gru and in Date Night with Tina Fey, he was very Ta- funny. Date Night was pretty funny. And Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling, he was funny in that too. Actually, now that I think about it, he's in a lot of good schmuck, movies. Dinner for Schmucks, not a great film. 
He was but great he was in funny. it. He was pretty. He was him super- and Jack That's another comedian that I love. I Dude, wish he still so did com- stand up. His stand up is very funny. And Between Two Ferns is great. Yeah. <laughs> How do you get so so tan standing in your wife's shadow? And he's interviewing Brad Pitt when she was married to Angelina Jolie. When he's talking to uh, John Hamm, he's like, with the emergence of Bradley Cooper, do you think all that another actor that's just a dumb actor that's uh, attractive is going to be very popular. He's staring at him and like, John has like just breaks character. <laughs> yeah. He loses it. <laughs> uh, well, all right. So on that note, I think we should wrap it up. Yes. Um, Zach Galifianakis does have some stand up, which is actually pretty funny. So you should look that yes. stuff up. Um, if you guys heard anything that you, uh, comedians that we, that we were talking about, that you never heard of them. I suggest looking them up. I know it's all over the place. But if you go to YouTube and you search them, you can probably find some five-minute clips that'll make yeah. you laugh. And I mean, that way you're not committed to like an hour and a half special. Right. Um, so I think, so next week, actually next month, I think we may do this. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be going through, because it's October, so it's the month of the horror. Ooh. That's alien. That's weird. Yeah. I was trying to go ghost, and it didn't work. Uh <laughs> Okay, Jim. No. Um, so we're going to be talking about... We're gonna go. I think we're going to go and watch movies from... Because every year, I have to find the list. I think I have a, the list, but I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure it is. Every year, they have a list of like, all right, these are the movies you need to be... Like, new movies that are coming out for the month of October that are specifically horror. Uh-huh. And there's one for Netflix. There's one for all over the place, like streaming okay. service. There's also one... Shudder does one. Oh, but. God. I don't want to. If you don't know what Shutter is, Shutter is the Netflix of horror films. And over oh, two Shutter, over oh, two. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. With the Void and Headhunter. Well, maybe you just pick the wrong ones. Yep, totally. <laughs> just gonna throw it out there. <laughs> so we're basically gonna be uh, gonna probably pick a movie and we're gonna talk about it the next, the following week, and everything. That works. We yeah. could also do old movies like. The oh, 1929 I mean, like the, Dracula. The list that I'm looking great. at, like, there's a list that has a mixture of new and old. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'd totally so, be down for that. All right. So we're going to wrap it up. Yup. This has been Dan Granado. I'm Jim Lovecheck, and this is the Nerd Fury Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Bye. Woo.